Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to listen. And, as always, please don't forget that Speak It On does have a Patreon page. Anything you could do to help support this ministry would be appreciated. What happens when you just get that healing feeling? That healing feeling. (laughs) Faith healers, I, I gotta say, have uh, been lampooned in uh, media and they earned it a lot of them what normally happens by the way let me just say this I believe in miraculous healing absolutely seen it happen in my life have had other people who have had things happen to them in their lives now there are all kinds of of varying opinions because most skeptics are saying you know this no not buying that I want to see verifiable certifiable truth the only complication is is if you show these people the medical records before and after then they say no no no, that's not miraculous it's just the body healing itself well dude (laughs) I mean I uh, basically what they're really looking for is a spontaneous sideshow they want you to you know whip up a miracle real quick which is something even Jesus didn't do because somebody snapped their fingers. Well, why don't you why don't you show us a miracle? Why don't you show us a miracle? That'll that'll prove it. And Jesus didn't buy on that jazz. So here's the thing. The complication is that there have been main <laughs> made uh, a lot of reports and and to be honest, there's a lot of hucksters, con people, charlatans, whatever you want to call them, that do a lot of crazy junk. Basically for theatrics to pull people in. Here's the kind of thing that gets under my skin a tad. Alright? And it's this kind. Uh, and, And believe me, there's many famous people who've done it. Uh, on TV where they'll say somebody out there has a mole or, or has a, a pain in their back yes they've got arthritis and they're an old somebody and they're sitting at their TV and sitting in their in their chair and they're leaning forward and they're you know and basically you got somebody making a description of something that only a several million people would be doing uh, and what that does, and, and there's actually a technique uh, in cold calling, uh, 
cold reading, I'm sorry, cold reading, where people do this kind of junk sometimes, and I say junk, but it's not completely that way. Can somebody be healed in a situation of that nature? I believe so. Uh, even Jesus uh, was walking down the street one day, and a woman who had uh, a very serious female problem uh, touched the hem of his, well, it was his prayer shawl, the edge of his prayer shawl, and was healed. And Jesus was like, who touched me? Because he felt the power, in fact, the, it says he felt the power go out from him. Well, it's pretty amazing. Okay, but even though he was like, who touched me? And then his disciples were like, what do you mean? Everybody's pressing on you all the time. It was because faith, her faith, unleashed the power of God. Now, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of these people that are like, you know, come closer to the TV, lay your hand on the TV, and, and say jalapeno. You know, uh, that just drives me straight up the wall. Now, the reason behind that is, in some ways, the skeptics are right. And we, and, and we being uh, people of faith, and especially evangelicals, get pounded over this. Why? Because you've got people doing this stuff. Uh, vague type stuff. You know, uh, somebody who has five fingers on each hand came close to the TV set and said such and such and then they were healed well God bless them but it may not have had anything to do with you so the thing is this I always like to go back to the biblical record Jesus with uh, very rare exceptions uh in fact, I don't even think there's any exceptions. Had very verifiable issues when he healed someone or raised someone from the dead. That person was dead. Everyone knew they were dead. Now, ever, you know, of course, you know, the medical community didn't always buy off. They said, no, 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 she was asleep and they just didn't know it. Or, or she was in a very deep coma and didn't understand it. Okay, so I wasn't there 2,000 years ago, and I, you know I'm not medically trained to ascertain a deep coma, but here's the thing. Uh, most everybody there thought the per people were dead, and they got rose back, uh, especially Lazarus, who was uh, not only wrapped up, but put in a, in a tomb, and he was there for three blooming days. So here's the thing. In Jesus' situation, it was the situation was clarified. Specifics: you knew who the person was, what the problem was, how old many of these people were. Now let's look for a second at one example. All right, it's in John nine, and I love this example because. Basically, you're, you're looking at a guy who's born blind. Okay, he was born blind. Uh, everyone knew it. He knew it. His parents knew it. Everyone knew it. He was born blind. And Jesus healed him. So here's the thing. 
starts in chapter 9 and says, As he passed by, he saw, he being Jesus, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? It's a pretty harsh statement. But anyway, uh, reading on, verse 3, Jesus answered, It is not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud from the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam which means sent. And he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as begging, as a beggar, were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. And they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? And he said, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. And the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man's not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. And they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, He's a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we don't know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of, he's of age. He will speak for himself. Now, we could continue from here awesome story. I, I love this. Basically the parents are trying to keep from getting thrown out of the synagogue. Uh, but, but the issue is is and so let's back up with some clarification. By the way I do have to I do have to add this in, in uh, chapter 9 verse 7 of John when he says go wash in the pool of Siloam they have made some really fantastic archaeological discoveries of this pool 
there's a video. The, there were some some uh, actually sewer workers <clears throat> in Jerusalem that were trying to fix a, a broken pipe and found a staircase and set that went to the old temple, and it went to the pool of Siloam. You can actually see this pool. It is so is this it's fantastic. But anyway, um, also, anytime Pharisees are mentioned, I always say this, where are they? Where are these Pharisees? Where are these Pharisees? They're in Jerusalem. Okay? Why do I ask that? Because there were many kinds of Pharisees. There were Judaisms. Not, not one unified, everybody agrees, completely. In fact, in this passage, it says there was a division among them. One of them said, hey, you know, sinners don't do stuff like this. <laughs> this guy's special. And the other ones are like, no, nah, no, nah, he didn't keep the Sabbath. He's, 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 a, he's a hoser. Um, but, uh, and by the way, one commentary I ran into, uh, the Adam Clark said that, had this to say about 916, he said... That their attitude, at least uh, part of the Pharisees, a section of the Pharisees that were there, had attitude that where he can neither be Messiah nor prophet, for he's broken the Sabbath. The Jews always argued falsely on this principle. Now, not the Jews. I, I hate broad brushing. That that's that's broad brushing a bit when you use the Jews all over the place but when he his observation when we continue his observation is correct the law relative to the observation of the Sabbath never forbade any work but what was servial or or unnecessary of its kind work of necessity and mercy could never be forbidden on the day by him whose name is mercy and whose nature is love and that's true. The Mishnah does not slam dunk this situation. In fact, there was a division among them. But anyway, getting back to the story. I use the story because the dude was born blind. His mom and dad knew he was blind. And if he was of age, then he was over 13. <laughs> says he was a man kind of leads you to believe he was older than even that way you know because that would have been you know somewhere 20s or 18 to 25 somewhere in there but they said look he's old enough to answer for himself and so this was an older guy all right and they knew he was born blind even the neighbors were like, yeah, wasn't this the guy that was blind? This guy that was blind. So in this situation, this wasn't like, oh, somewhere in Jerusalem there's a blind man, and if he'll just walk towards me, then... Jesus didn't do any of that. He didn't do any of that. Not, not the, at least in this situation. The guy was verifiable. Boom. Now, 
how big the, the medical condition was, and of course, a lot of people would downplay. The, you know, oh, I'm sure it was very something simple, and there was some kind of mineral in, in the in the mud. That okay, you can rationalize the heck out of anything, but here's the thing: the dude was blind, and then but now he can see. So, I believe, even today, and God's, God didn't give up miraculous healing. He didn't do it. There's nowhere in the Word that says, Yep, and this day God quit, quit doing healing, or quit doing miracles. No, no. But first of all, you got to have the mind open to be able to see that. <laughs> The other thing is that uh, this was verifiable, verifiable in his day, and that's the way Jesus works. So anytime somebody says, "Oh, this miracle happened," it, there's it's one thing to to say, "Okay, oh, out there, there's somebody that has blah 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 blah." It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to say. I see somebody out there and they're sitting in the second row, third seat from the right next to next to somebody wearing a blue vest and, and then a red vest and then their mother's name was Elginiah and their great-granddad's name was Jeremiah and then their last name on their maiden name side was Harkenfarker. Okay, well, if you start spitting out a lot of facts like that, that's that's verifiable. <laughs> I mean, that is verifiable. Now, understandably, in a lot of uh, faith healing sessions, you got people with earpieces and spotters and and internet looking people's jazz up. And that happens too. But in God's economy, when He works a miracle, you know you've been you've been healed. You know a miracle has happened, and it's not something that's, oh no no, uh, you know, we're not sure. No, that's not how God worked. It's not how He worked in the Bible. And I have a friend who. Now I didn't see his medical records, but I'm, I'm but I'm saying this. He was he says he was born with a congenital heart disease, where he had a hole in his heart, and then after he got saved, he was healed, and they did medical examination, and it was gone. And there's other stories like that out there. So, let me say this. The next time you see somebody on TV, you know, lay your hands on the TV and say jalapeno. Pray for that person. That God will show them how Jesus used to do it. And still does it. Amen. So with that in mind, look into 
the miracles that can happen in your life when you turn yourself over to Him. If you don't know Jesus, I absolutely guarantee you, if you trust Him, you will never regret it. And I mean with your life and your heart. Give your life to Him. And with that, I want to say, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.